sports? Do you like beer? Do you love sports and beer? Then you're exactly where you need to be. This is the Hughes Views and Brews Show on 1252 Sports Chicago. Cheers. Start of the NFL season and the Bears are one and zero. Who'd have thunk it, right? Playing the 49ers, I know. My guy, Fat Mike, he's going to join me in just a couple minutes right here on Hubes Views and Brews. We are broadcasting live as we want to do um, from Whistle Sports Bar and Grill, 159 Studio here in beautiful downtown Lockport. We had a bunch of people over at Nick and Ivy yesterday for the Bears opener and our tailgate party. We had a great time. Check out some of the pictures on our Facebook pages and stuff. And it was even a better time because the Bears won. Yeah, I was the only guy in the picture with 49ers stuff on. But, you know, I'm a Niners fan, but I live here. Uh, the Bears are my 1A team. But I tell people that uh, the reason I'm a 49er fan, in the, in the 70s, the Bears were bad. I told somebody that, and they go, just in the 70s? Well, no. But that's when I actually found Joe Montana in Notre Dame. I found him. I was the guy that recruited him. No. Uh, I saw him there. I followed him when he got drafted to the 49ers, became a Niners fan, picked the right decade to follow a quarterback, and uh, the rest is uh, history, as they like to say. So we have a lot to talk about today. The Bears win their opening game, the first big Sunday of the NFL. A lot of strange, weird games. Um, you know, games going to overtime. You got a game finishing in a tie. You got Mitch Trubisky getting a win, even though he only threw one touchdown, didn't throw for a lot of yards. But you know what? Mitch wins, and that's what people say. I don't know. Uh, we'll talk, we'll discuss that and much, much more. Patrick Mahomes with five touchdowns. Surprise? Uh, maybe a little bit. He loses one of his key players, but uh, other guys step up and have a nice start to the season. So a lot of fun, a lot of games. I was watching some more games today, watching the NFL Live. And uh, we did not originally have a show scheduled for this, even though I do do Monday shows because we had the the event yesterday. But I said, you know what? It's the opening day, opening week of the NFL. The Bears win. We got to do a show. And uh, we will probably always do shows on Monday night, unless the Bears are playing on a Monday night and we're doing something else. Um, then we'll probably have a Tuesday show. But we are still going to talk beer because it is Hughes Views and Brews. And um, we're going to talk about some Oktoberfest beers. But recently we had... Our guy from Miskatonic, McDempsey, was in here a couple weeks ago. And uh, so I've got a Miskatonic Fest beer. And that's what all the Oktoberfest beers are. They're Marsden-style beers. This is a Miskatonic Fest beer, Oktoberfest Fest beer, uh, 5.9 alcohol by volume. And when I pour it, it's going to pour like a caramely look. And uh, it's going to taste great. Um, I have not had their Oktoberfest beer Last time I went there, I was drinking other things. This one, not as caramely colored as some of the others, um, maybe because it's a fest beer as opposed to a straight-up Oktoberfest uh, beer. But it's really tasty, and 5.9% is going to get you where you want to go. Um, so let's enjoy a sip of this. That is really good. 
Absolutely, really. It does taste different than a lot of the other Oktoberfest beers. And we'll talk about some of the other ones. I got a couple of empty cans and also a full can of another Oktoberfest beer. And I got two more at home. I don't want to bring them all down here because I knew I wasn't going to drink them all. And I would be tempted to if, in fact, they were here. So we'll talk some Bears football. That Mike's going to slip in in just a couple of minutes. But Mike March, you're an ass. Mike March was a guy that said the Bears are going to be the worst team in the NFL. A lot of other people piled on and agreed and said that. You should remember Mike March was a guy that didn't know what to do with Greg Olson because he didn't like using a tight end in his offense when Mike March was here as the offensive coordinator. So what they do, they end up getting rid of Greg Olson, who went out and had a really nice career in the NFL. Now he's doing broadcasting. I wish he would have done yesterday's game because Joe Davis and Daryl Moose Johnson did nothing for me. Absolutely nothing. Kevin Burkhart is a good announcer. He's got a little bit of a personality. Joe Davis, none. Absolutely no personality. And I like when I'm not the guy that's firing on the announcers. Ryan Hanley from ESPN, the guy I worked with quite a bit uh, over the last several years and also worked with him at the score. He mentioned, uh, I don't quite see what the, um, you know, everybody loves this, you know, Joe Davis for. And I just put Joe Davis equal generic broadcaster. And unfortunately, they get a lot of those guys now. You'll catch them on Fox Baseball. Um, you'll catch them doing NFL games. It's great that Adam Amin is doing games. I watched the highlights for the Philadelphia and the Lions game. And, of course, there's a lot more highlights. It was a 38-35 final, okay? The Lions came back. Dan Campbell really pissed at two of his players, including one of his captains, because he got a uh, uh, personal foul penalty. Um, and uh, But, yeah, Adam Amin called that game. Awesome call. Uh, just a great, great announcer. The kid from Addison and now doing Bulls games. And uh, anytime he can slip in and do a Bears game or a White Sox game, I'm really happy about it. But um, Matt Eberflus gets his first win. Ryan Poles gets his first win as general manager. And... Justin Fields, after the game, giving the game balls to the head coach for his first win and the general manager for his first win. That was very cool, I thought. And it was a – it was a we got to see a bunch of hungry guys, a bunch of hungry young guys. And Mike and I weren't hungry yesterday because <laughs> we were eating all day over at Nick and Ivy, thanks to Papa Joe's. Papa Joe's provided the food. If you're in the Lockport area, stop at Papa Joe's, stop at Stagecoach. Any of the great restaurants here, and uh, Papa Joe's was just great. Mustacholi pasta salad, pizzas I finished today, uh, a couple pieces, awesome pizza. So we, we were um, not hungry. But the Bears are a bunch of hungry guys. And I heard somebody on the radio today brought up a great point. And he said, instead of going after established free agents, knowing that this was going to be a tough year, they went after young guys. Young guys that are proven a point, guys that um, – we're in Indianapolis, and Eberflus was able to bring over. And then the draft. I know a lot of Bears fans, when you see, you know, uh, Kyler Gordon and then uh, Jaquan Brisker as two of the top picks the Bears take, you go, come on, they need some offense. They need some help for fields. Well, I think you know, and watching the game yesterday, you saw how important those two guys are going to be in this Bears defense because they were amazing. They combined for 10 tackles, two guys playing their first NFL game. I thought that was awesome. Plus, it's easy to find them on the field, number six and number nine, okay, because it's so weird to see those numbers on the field. I'm sure Jim McMahon was going having problems. And I hear today Jim McMahon is trying to start a pot business. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Mike will be yeah. cruising that over. Um, 
and it's weird that they named it its name Reverence after the movie with um, Leonardo DiCaprio, which I don't know about you guys. Awful movie. Oh, awful movie. Oh, I love that. Movie. Okay, we'll discuss that when you come out and slide that in. Um, but yeah, so that's. Um, but Jim McMahon, you see number nine running around out there. It's kind of weird to see. But uh, a lot to get into. Justin Fields, two touchdowns. It wasn't necessarily a, a perfect kind of game. The rain that came down, or five inches coming down, five inches of rain, and it looked like it all waited. It rained until the fourth quarter. Midway through the fourth quarter, that was just a deluge. I mean, I was looking for Noah and a boat. I mean, Noah Fant would have been a great guy to have on the field there. Some producer would have would have zoomed in on Noah Fant mm-hmm. to say, Noah, where's your art? Because they needed one. Some of the there was one play in the fourth quarter where Trey Lance was scrambling to the left side, and he went down, and him and the three bears, sounds like a story tale, Trey Lance and the three bears, as they hit the turf, water just sprayed all over the place. It was crazy. Um, I'm eager to see what that field looks like when it's a dry condition with the grass that uh, Iberflus wanted. So we'll wait and see. But a great win. And Anytime Mike can scoot out in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, no, I'm pushing this up here because I think this is funny. So here we go. Yeah, I know. Me and my me and my favorite helmet, <laughs> right? Me and my Niners helmet that I wore in my basement. You got I my Niners paraphernalia in the background. I had to put that on. Yeah, I, there's no reason not to. Yeah, you know. Hey, listen, you can't win them all. You know, that was a good you, the Bears. Yeah, unless you're the '72 Dolphins, you can't win them all. Right. You know, so um, I thought it was a good game. For the Bears, it was an exciting game. And watching games, I mentioned yesterday, if you get a chance and you're looking for a place to watch the game, stop at Nick and Ivy anytime there's a Bears game because these guys are having a great time. There oh, was yeah. more hooting and hollering and yelling than yeah. I'd seen at a lot of bars. And uh, we had a nice crowd. It wasn't a huge overflow crowd, but you wouldn't know it by the sound. No, I mean, everything. <laughs> and I, again, I want to thank Paul for hosting us and thank Papa Joe's again for having us as well. Everything was fantastic. I mean, yeah. Like you, like you, like you said, the food was top notch. Yes, it was. I mean, that was delicious. And they even surprised us with a couple of different pizzas that we didn't even order. Yeah, and you know, you know, the masticoli. <clears throat> the masticoli. They gave us a pan of masticoli. It was at the size of this desk. Yeah, and it was it was so good, guys. So if you guys are down here in the in the Lockwood area, go to Papa Joe's and come for your dessert over at Paul's place and have a few beers, put on a nightcap because yeah. it was awesome yesterday. It was fantastic. It's not gonna be the only time that we do no. That we no. do this. There's going to be another game that we do down there this year. Too. Well, and even if we don't do uh, a show, um, Mike and I will be there. Probably yeah. when we're not doing a show, right. if the Bears are playing, we'll probably be down there too. And right. eventually, whenever we get in this damn house they're building for me, right. I'm, I'll be four minutes away. So there's no reason I wouldn't be. Uh, and Nick and I be watching the game. But yeah, yesterday, when going into the game, you expected the Bears to win, but then again, okay. you're expecting to win ten games. I am. Yeah. So I am. I, you're you're the one. Oh, I'm nuts. I'm telling you, yesterday was one of the ones that I had on the schedule that you, when you first look at it, yeah, everybody was going to write that game off as a loss. Yeah. Unless you're like the optimistic Bear fan, like 99.9% of Chicago is. Yeah. Everybody knows the Bears are going 13 and three. Don't you 13 and four? Don't you know they're going to the Super Bowl this year? It's the Bears' year. Yeah. But I look at football differently. I look, I look at yes, I'm a diehard Bears fan. Right. I love the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Look, I mean, they're posted all over the walls in here. Yeah. Right, I stream the TV like crazy watching this team. Yes, I'm a Bear fan, but I'm an NFL fan first. And I've never I've never crapped on greatness when I've seen it in front of me. Like, yeah. like Paul, for example, hates Tom Brady. 
I love him. I'm so happy that in my lifetime I've been able to watch that man play football. Uh-huh. I'm grateful to watch Brett Favre play as much as he was on the, on the Packers. And you hate him. You yeah. hate his the Packers. Yeah. You love the game. I love the game. Right. So I look at things a little differently. Yesterday, at the beginning of the season, when this schedule came out, like, how you have it here? Yeah. I sat there, I looked at the schedule, like, that's a winnable game. The Packers, losing all their things, are a winnable game. I went through it on my show on here a yeah. times. We did it yesterday. Right. On right. the, the, the uh, tailgate show. Right. right. And you had them at 10 wins. 10 wins, maybe, maybe, now, maybe, after the news that happened last night. Yeah. In the Tampa Bay and Dallas game, I just saw a report. He's eyeing for the Bears game to come back in November. Uh, yeah, that's why Scott with us with, with the hand. It's, it's a yeah. thumb surgery, thumb injury. He's eyeing that, if not coming back after the bye week to, to face Green Bay. That could be another winnable game. Yeah, very yeah, much. So. It really could be because who 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 are the Cowboys going to start? Ben DiNucci. I mean, come, really? Yeah. The Bears. If the Bears can't beat Ben DiNucci, yeah. cancel the season now. Well, here's the thing too. The way they, the way the players hustled out there in the field, and what we saw, and the whole hits thing, you know, right. hustle intensity and all that stuff. I may have seen them losing some other games, but now you look at the schedule. You win the opener, which not many people thought they'd win. Mm-hmm. A lot of people thought they'd start zero two. You've already won the game. You saw how bad the Packers receivers were, and now you're playing the Packers in Green Bay. It's going to be a tough game next Sunday night. But then you get the Texans and the Giants. The Vikings that are followed by the Commanders and the Patriots. And the Patriots looked awful. They looked awful. You could you could go, let me see here. They could possibly be. You could be 5-1. Five 5-1, and 5-2. 5-1 yeah, five five and one, five and two. Five and one going into the Patriots game, right? Right. And then, yeah. like I said, that that game against, uh, again, now listen. Call, have me drink the Kool-Aid. I am drinking the Kool-Aid. Right. I am. I, I saw what I saw yesterday. Yeah. I thought Trey Lance was a beautiful quarterback. The reasons me going in the game, in the game one yesterday, week one, the Bears are going to win that game. Was not because of weather, guys. It wasn't. It had nothing to do with the weather. I didn't know the weather weather when I no, made that prediction. Nobody knew. It was I, I'm not Nostradamus. I don't know yeah. what's going on with the weather prediction or the what the the, the 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 weather outlook. You right. know what I mean? I looked at it like this: You have Jimmy Garoppolo in free, <laughs> just in free fall, and you're starting Trey Lance. Trey Lance, young quarterback, didn't look great all preseason. Kittle banged up a little bit. If the weather was good yesterday, I don't think he would have started anyways. No, no he wouldn't. Have. Okay? Yeah. I don't think he would have started anyways. Yeah. The thing that the Bears had to do was stop that running game. That was all I was worried about. And going into that, the, with the Bears defense, you stopped the running game. You got those young kids like you, like yeah. you talked to about earlier. Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, Jalen Johnson. Yeah. They're, they're making up for the lackluster performance of Eddie Jackson, who did have an interception yesterday. He had three tackles, interception. He was flying around, which is weird to hear. And then Dominique Robinson, a guy that not many people even know about, he had a sack and a half. Yeah, okay. a wide receiver turned defensive end. Yeah. I and, mean, let's go. Yeah, so here's a guy you know has got some speed. A guy can move, and he did yesterday. Um, he had seven tackles. Yeah. One and a half sacks. Um, Roquan Smith was all over the place. Again. He had nine tackles, yes. half a sack. And a lot of people say he just jumped on that It's one. a padded half stack. Yeah, I mean, but you know what? Right. Right. But the thing is, running game was bad. But then again, it was not going to be good because of the conditions. Right. The field was awful. The field had puddles everywhere before the game. Boom. You saw them with the squeegee. Squeegee in the field. We, yeah. we, during, this, during the show yesterday, guys, we're sitting there. If you guys didn't tune in, and if you guys weren't watching Bears pregame, Fred and I are sitting there live and they can ID up on the stage. 
And I look over, I was like, I'm like, would you look at that, Fred? Yeah. And they were literally squeegeeing the field off. Yeah. Like like the like the ice girls do at, at the hockey game. Yeah. Yeah, right. It was like you, yeah. what is that? Yeah. It was How can you even play that? Right. So I'm not you know, everyone's fired on uh, David Montgomery. I'll stick with David Montgomery all season long. Yeah. This is a guy that doesn't go down easy. Uh, he needs to get some blocking. They worked on the offensive line, okay. I thought Braxton Jones, he got some help. They brought they brought um uh, Cole Komet did a lot of blocking yesterday instead of really going out for passes. Which is fine. To get open. If that's, that's what, what Cole Komet is, then let it be that. But that's what tight end does. Okay, a tight end's job is actually to be the fit, the sixth guy on the line. Yeah, no, but come and on. And to go out and pass. I know, I know. Nowadays, everybody wants their tight end to be Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Let me draft this kid. They're baby croc. Listen, I'm not a fan of Notre Dame at all. Any stretch. Well, they're all three. So, yeah, you're in good shape. I'm loving they it. They dropped out of the top 25. I love it. Yeah. Thank, thank God. Were they going in ranked eight or something like that? Yeah, they were. They were pretty high. out of here. Yeah, but right, I think I, team. I think Cole Komet's Cole Komet's gonna be fine. I don't. I don't have a problem with Cole Komet. I want to give him an opportunity. That you you got a rookie fifth round pick starting going against a Nick, you know Bosa, and it's it's crazy. But you didn't see much of Bosa. You didn't. Well, he had yes. one sack, but you didn't see a whole heck of a lot of them uh, on the game yesterday. Let me see real quick. Tackles. He had four tackles and yeah. one assist with the sack. Um, Fred Warner. You didn't hear Fred Warner. No, he didn't hear his name much at all. And he's, he's the guy that's making more money than right. Roquan Smith. Okay? Right. So I thought the Bears' offense did a pretty good job. And I like what they did with Tevin Jenkins because they have Lucas Patrick, the kid that going, is going to play center kid. He is a guy to play with the Packers. They brought him in, but he had a thumb injury. Mm-hmm. So instead of having him hike the ball, you've got uh, – Who's for – not many people say hike either. They yeah. say snake. But anyway. Hike. Yeah. So you must have heard as the center, a Notre Dame guy. And yeah. uh, so what you did was after a while you had Jenkins and then you rotated, but Lucas Patrick there. I think that's awesome. Right. Because this way you don't have Jenkins there all the time. He gets a little bit of a rest. He can work on his game. And I thought it was tremendous. Right. I thought the offensive line did a pretty good job. Um, you know, you'll look at games like Cincinnati with the number of times that uh, Joe Burrow went down. It kind of goes back to two years ago when he was yeah, sacked so many that was times. scary yesterday. And that scary was bad. Man. And I, I don't think – I loved watching uh, Fields get out of the pocket, scramble, get away. And make plays. And make plays, running for a first down and then just standing up. And, you know, I want to see – I want to see a quarterback for the Bears that's got a little bit of attitude. Well, not only that, but, I mean, how many times – I mean, even in our division, our division alone, yeah. okay – We've seen quarterback play that's been, okay, hit or miss with the Lions. Okay, fine, whatever. You've had Matt Stafford. Right. Now it's Jared Goff. You've had Kirk Cousins the last half a decade, and you've had Aaron Rodgers the past 15 years. All four of those quarterbacks that I just named, Stafford, Goff, Cousins, and Rodgers. Yeah. All four of them quarterbacks know how to extend the play. Yeah. All right, they know how to – I mean, it, it, Goff is obviously the worst out of all, all four that I just named, Okay. But he knows how to extend the play to yeah. where he can find his little dump running back in, yeah. in the corner, or just to make that extra time. Okay, I got I got broken on the uh, behind me. Time for me to step up, move the pocket against you, right. find another open guy downfield, or even just get the dump off. That's what I want to see. And Justin Field did that perfectly yesterday in a shit in, in again in crap weather. Yeah, and yeah. and the thing is too, of all those three, the four quarterbacks in the division, he's the one who they're going to call running plays for. Yeah, not call calling running plays for golf. Or Cousins or Rogers. Okay? Right. Rogers will scramble for first downs against the Bears. He always does. Look at this we'll game. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see what happens on Sunday. But Fields is a guy that they will call running plays for Justin Fields. Fields yesterday running the ball. He ran the ball 
Uh, 11 times, 28 yards, okay? He didn't run it a lot, but when he did run, he got some first downs, and he was able to get away from the pocket. Plus, on the touchdown, the first touchdown, to Dante Pettis, mm-hmm. he's able to scramble, get away from the the, um, uh, the rush, and find a wide open Dante Pettis who was 51 right. yards. Because before that, granted, the Bears' offense was miserable, but yes. they, made it, they made some adjustments, and in the second half, I thought the pass to Pringle was really nice, even though it wasn't completed. Yeah. Down into the corner. Little, the end, so. little past him. Yep. Uh, Pringle did have a catch later in the game, a 22-yard catch. You had um, Equinemius St. Brown catching the touchdown. I thought that was an awesome play. Oh, so great. He took off, and, you know, for the St. Brown fan. Wide open, too. Yeah. I'm on Ra, um, St. Brown. <laughs> I'm on Ra, yeah. He had eight catches and a touchdown yeah. for the Lions. 64 yards. Yeah. yeah. So, that's, yards. so that's really nice, especially for anybody that actually yeah. watched Hard Knocks. How about, how about to be that father of those guys? Yeah. How awesome are you? How proud are you? Your kids are you? Well, and, and if you saw the hard knocks, he's the guy that works his kids yeah. like crazy. Yes, yeah, he's in there both doing the tire, the, uh, the ropes because the he was like he was like a Mister U- uh, yeah. Universe yeah. or something like that. He's kind of stone. Oh yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable. So it's great to see that. But uh, Equinemius St. Brown, a guy that was with the Packers, comes over, catches a touchdown for the Bears. That was cool. The Bears' offense is going to be okay. It's a work in progress. It's. I was worried about the defense, but I think with some of the guys. From the Colts, it's going to make it really nice and really interesting to have them here. Right. We got a lot more to talk about. Yeah, for but sure. You know, well, we got sponsors. That's yes. one of the reasons we're here. Uh, we got we're sitting here at the Whistle Sports Bar and Grill One Fifty Nine Studios Love here. Those guys and um, they've they've got a lot of stuff. If you're looking for another place to go, check them out on Facebook. They've always got events, always got specials all the time. We're here. We're going to come back talk more about the Bears game. Uh, talk about the rest of the NFL. Also, Fred Hubner. Fat Mike, Cubes, Views, and Brews, back after this. Thank you. Hello, this is Paul from Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. We are located at 1026 South State Street in historic downtown Lockport, Illinois. We are very excited to be partnering up with the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show, as well as the 1252 brand, because we are one of the few Chicagoland breweries that embrace sports and sports culture. Come in for a fresh brewed beer made right here in Lockport while catching the game of your favorite team. Stay for the live music that we have booked every weekend, or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. Hi, I'm Jonathan Darren, licensed real estate broker with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group in Homer Glen. Are you looking to buy or sell? Have you been disappointed in the past? The Jonathan Darren team with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling. We are a service-oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate. Our goal is to combine knowledge, skills, and passion to exceed our clients' expectations, and most of all, we truly care. We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full-service real estate brokers and a dedicated full-time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. 
Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com or call 708-308-1938 today. Expect better in real estate. Choose the Jonathan Darren team. Hey, this is your girl Ruby from Habana Cigars in Homer Glen, Illinois. We are the best cigar lounge around. From Davidoff exclusives to anything Placencia's, from rare Opus X's and everything in between. We literally have it all. And if it's not here, we'll get it for you. Here at Habana Cigar Lounge, we host amazing and exceptional events on the last Thursday of every month. That includes free food, raffles, prizes, and giveaways. We're open from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Thursday. Friday and Saturday, 9 to 11, and on Sunday, 10 to 10 p.m. Again, we are located at 133 West 143rd in Homer Glen, Illinois, so drop by and give us a call today, 708-590-6473. Habano Cigars, Homer Glen, it's a vibe. Welcome back in, Fred Hubner, Fat Mike here in the uh, uh, the Whistle uh, Sports Bar and Grill, one fifty nine Studios here in beautiful downtown Blackport, beautiful. and it's gorgeous today. It rained, it was overcast a little bit throughout the day, but driving on in, it was absolutely gorgeous. The sun was shining. It was wonderful. Yeah. We're really nice, and my kind of weather. Listen, we're big guys. This is our kind of weather. That kind of weather, guys. That kind of weather. 58, 59 degrees, 60, maybe. Get as high as 63. Are you kidding me? And we're still in t-shirts and shorts. Yeah. Well, all you guys are pulling it up. Yeah. We're the we guys you want to hug. The only reason I the only reason I have a jacket on is for the rain. Otherwise, right. I want to get my beautiful hair. My right. beautiful. Yeah, when you get this little this little gray stuff wet, it really sticks to your head and curls up. <laughs> I had cur- got some. I used to have curly hair. Yeah. I used to have very curly hair. You look just grow a little. Yeah, I know. I got to let it grow a little. Get a little poof. Yeah. My, my hair right now looks more like a loofah than anything. It does a little bit, actually. Yeah. So, Bears win 1910. Um, it was a big victory Monday. All big the radio win. stations were all excited. Big win. They're doing, you know, I saw Jay Hood on Channel 2 News at noon and stuff like that. Everybody's getting all excited, which is great. That's what you should do. Yeah. Go Bears! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I was going to bring that helmet yesterday to uh, Nick and Ivy. I'm wear it all day? No, I was just going to wear it if they won or lost. I'm glad I didn't bring it because they uh, they lost, the 49ers. And uh, the Niners have the Seahawks, so they'll be watching tonight's game. The uh, Seahawks and the Broncos just getting underway. But other things I wanted to make sure I brought up. Carlos Santos. I know you're calling him Carlos. Well, it's only because... John Fox called him Carlos. I know, Santos. I know. So, and I, I, I'm never gonna let that die, Carlos Santos. But Carlos Santos missed two, and the one of the key things in the game yesterday were the penalties. Okay, because for the game, the 49ers had 12 penalties for 99 yards. Here's a team that was in the championship game, NFC Championship game last year, committing 12 penalties. Okay, for 99 yards. The Bears, a team of a bunch of guys just put together, Matt Eberflus, a lot of young guys, they're pre- preaching the hits uh, philosophy, hustle and intensity and all this kind of stuff, right? They basically had two penalties. Right. Because the third penalty was something I don't know that anybody knows. The third penalty was on the punter. Dropping slash the, the punter slashing. No, it wasn't just the punter slash um, holder for the extra pointer field goal. Because he brought the towel out, 
So he was trying to dry off the wet spot that they were going to kick the ball from. And I was listening to Adam Abdallah over on ESPN 1000 on the way here, and he had the best uh, analogy for it. You can't improve your lie in golf. What they were trying okay. to do, they I were trying it. to improve their lie. They went out there and they took the towel and tried to soak up some of the wet spot where Conroe Santos was going to kick a long field goal from. You can't do that in the NFL. Probably nobody knew that. Huh. Okay? It's a rule I didn't That's know. new to me. That's yeah. new to me. Yeah, for sure. So it's not that, that makes sense, threw, though. Right. It's not that he threw the towel, left it on the field. I needed to get it explained. And when we were yesterday at Nick and Ivy, we were having fun. We were having people a good time. Were pissed. Yeah. People were really upset. People we were couldn't pissed. figure out what was going on. And I think Cairo Santos actually said it was on him because he told the guy to bring the towel out, not realizing what the, what the rule was. So for a team like the Bears, a bunch of young guys to really only have two penalties. Again, the third was on, you know, the guy soaking up the wet spot. Right. Which we've all done, let's be honest. Okay. So um, that's pretty all, pretty amazing. And a lot of that is, I heard Matt Eberflus, the head coach, talk about it today. He said that one of the keys was that they had NFL officials of practice. They had Big Ten officials of practice when the NFL guys couldn't come. And they worked on these things. And they cut down. To have a game with just two penalties, again, three with huge. the other one, that's amazing. That's Especially at home in those conditions. With the young core. Right. With, I mean, everything. I mean, yeah. that's... I, don't, I think that's the least amount of penalties I've seen the Bears. Oh, my game. God, yes. And I don't know how many years. You had a game where there was no holding on the offensive yeah, line. Yeah, that's, yeah. That was, I was going to bring it up next. I no started. jump. Yep. Nobody jumped early on the offensive line. There was no holding on the offensive line. That's amazing right yes. there. Okay? Uh, no false starts. Amazing. Right. For a team like that to go and have that. And uh, that was absolutely amazing. So you get the chance to see what Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles are putting together with this team, and uh, you got to be excited. If you're a Bears fan, you're in Chicago, the, the, the football season just started, you got 16 more of these. And the next one's Packers on Sunday night. Then you got the Texans, the Giants, the Vikings, and so on. But this could be a very exciting season for the Bears. I don't personally, I don't think it's going to be a playoff season. But you look at the rest of the NFC, Dak Prescott goes down. Yep. Okay. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, they won yesterday. They only scored yeah, one touchdown. Chris Godwin, another hamstring injury. Yeah. Tappins had by receiving core. They only scored one touchdown. Um, the yeah. NFC is not very good. Philadelphia is going to run away with the NFC East by a landslide. Yeah. I'm not. You know, we were talking the Bears schedule here. Now we're going to. I want to definitely touch on the Green Bay game here. Oh, we will. Go. Yeah. But I mean, don't sleep on this giant team either. That's something that I was talking about earlier. This could be the. Uh, this was something I was talking about earlier with my buddy. Listen, everybody kind of like laughs and mocks Danny Dimes and Danny Jones out there. He threw two. He had two yeah. nice. He had two nice touchdowns today. He can rush. He can scramble a little bit. They did try to improve that old line out there a little bit. So Quan Barkley with a big game he yesterday. Big. Absolutely. They got Kadarius Tony. They got Kevin Galladay. They lost Evan Ingram. I, I couldn't tell you who the tight end is up there at this point. No. But I mean, it's a they're don't sleep on that team. They can cause some havoc. I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team. But it's one of those games, and you know this too. We played the Giants what three out of the last four yeah. years, or whatever it is. Yeah. It's one of those. It's one of those games that you cannot sleep on. You can't sleep on that because no. they'll come in here, or you, you'll go out there, and you get your ass beat in East Rutherford, New Jersey, real quick. Yeah. If you sleep on that team, you can't do that. You no. gotta go out there ready to play. Don't think that you're. Well, don't go out there and have a game where it's like, oh, it's the Giants, right? And play down their competition because they'll they'll roll. Yeah. You. That's an October second game, and we're hoping to have an announcement for twelve fifty two soon. 
um, of somewhere we may be out and about yeah. doing a uh, show. Uh, Still waiting on that. that. Still waiting on that. Right. So we're working on that. Hopefully we get out there and uh, get to see a lot of people come on out for the pregame and then enjoy <laughs> the Bears knocking off the Giants. But you look at it, Saquon Bar Barkley's been a hit-or-miss guy for a while because of injuries Injury. and everything else. And he? Yeah. That's a great thing. And I don't, I don't, I don't buy the Sun Times anymore, but I do get it online. So I'm holding up pieces of the paper for those who are listening. Okay. And it's got top performances for week one. So passing, it's got Mahomes with 30 for 39, 360, and five touchdowns. Matt Ryan threw the ball 50 times in Indianapolis, 352 yards, just one touchdown. Joe Burrow threw 53 times. Four picks. Yeah, four picks, two touchdowns. Carson Wentz was good, then bad, then good again. That's Carson Wentz. Yep, yeah, he threw four touchdowns, two interceptions. Quick, quick side note, did you know Carson Wentz sprained both of his ankles last year? No. He was playing with two sprained ankles. Yeah. That's the mess. Yeah, you, you don't, don't have, have more than that. You don't have a third. No, you can't, you, you can't do that with a third. But then you get to rushing, top performances. Saquon Barkley, 18 carries, 164 yards and a touchdown. Then the rest of the guys you have figured, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, 15 for 144 and a yeah. touchdown. And he's, he's, his other running back scored two touchdowns. Jamal Williams yes. scored two touchdowns for the Lions. The Lions are not going to be a pushover. I'm looking forward to that. They don't play the Lions until November 13th. But I think, um, and maybe, again, it's always like this. When you're a fan, football fan and you watch hard knocks, right. it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, you fall in love with the hard All of a sudden, yeah. You, yeah, you fall in love with the coach. You love what they're doing. You love these certain guys. Right. I saw I saw Rodriguez. I saw Ray Rodrigo. Rodrigo. I saw him make a tackle. I was all Rodrigo. excited. Rodrigo. All right, baby. Yeah, I know. So I was all excited. But uh, you know what? I've always said the Lions will never win in the division. People always say, well, Lions could win the division. No. But they could. They could be very good team this year. They could. Yeah. I mean, listen, nothing nothing is out of context. No. Nothing's a for sure no. zero. You know what I mean? And that Lions team, if you look at what they've done the past couple of years, you go out, you trade for you. You trade for Goff, or did they trade? Did they get traded to for Goff? Or well, for yeah, they flip Stafford right. and Goff. Yeah, <clears throat> Goff is he is what he is. He's yeah. he. Well, I think of Jared Goff. I said that a couple of years back. I, I'm probably wrong, but I think he's. Uh, I think he's you know Walmart Mitchell Trubisky. He's not. He's great value brand Mitchell Trubisky is, okay. but I think of Jared Goff. Okay. okay. But he's a little – he's good. He's not, not going to kill you. No. He doesn't hurt you. Now, granted, Jared Goff brought the, brought the Rams to the, to the playoffs, the right. Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Out there, out, there in the, out there in Los Angeles. He's not terrible. But no. they've done Penny Slow. Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. You're building a team. They, they go out – they had Darius Slade. They, they go out and they're building up a secondary yeah. out there. there. They are. You have DeAndre Swift. You took another big-name wide receiver this year in the first round. You're doing things the right way. You're building it the right way. And they have this Dan Campbell guy out there that I would absolutely run through a wall for. Yeah. And I think his team will, too. Like yeah. He's that guy. He's a rah-rah football guy. And I yeah. like that. Yeah, I do, too. He's, I like that he's one of those guys from where he doesn't take, he doesn't take crap. No. Well, think about it. Because and if you watch Hard Docs with the uh, Detroit Lions, <laughs> all of his coaches are former players. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you got Deuce Stanley's out of his mind. Yes. Okay. Aaron Glenn was a great player. For the uh, New York Jets, he's their uh, defensive coordinator. They got really a lot of good guys on the uh, you know coaching staff, and these are guys that know the game. And hopefully, um, you know, for other than the two times the Bears play them, hopefully the Lions have a decent season. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. You, you know, it's it's one of those things too. It's I always fall in love with those teams 
not only just because of hard knocks, but because I see what they're doing. Yeah. And they're going to be one of those teams where, if, like, a few years ago when when the when the Bengals drafted Joe Burrow. Right. Before they had Jamar Chase, they still had T. Higgins out there. I was like, this is going to be a fun team to watch. I want to see what this kid's all about. Yeah. I watched just as many Bengal games that year as I did Bear games. I know. And I was like, man, this kid's going to be the real deal. It's the same thing like when, when the Browns drafted Baker Mayfield. I watched a lot of Browns games. I right. That was, I thought that was going to be – I thought that was the fix. Yeah. I'm going to watch a lot of Lions games this year. I'm going to toggle back and forth yeah. to see how that team does. Well, and I say all the time, I don't watch any college football. But I try to watch as much NFL as possible. Right. Now, yesterday, we were at the tailgate party at Nick and Ivy. So, I watched the Bears game. And we had the Steelers game and the uh, steelers Bengals game on CBS on one of the other TVs, a couple of the other TVs. But we didn't have any others. But on my, on my YouTube TV, you can record whatever's on. So I recorded every game that was on. I'm not going to go back and watch Tampa Bay and Dallas. That was that, I, I fell asleep in that game. I gave up on that um, late second quarter. That was a snore. Yeah. And uh, but I want to go back and watch some of the other games. I want to go back and watch the Packers. I always like to see what the team does before the Bears play them, and uh, that's going to be fun to see. Go back and check that out. But some of the other teams, uh, Cleveland beats Carolina 26-24. I mean, that a was a lot of shit talking out of, out of Baker Mayfield though before that. Game. Yes, yes, there was. Did you know Pinero tied that game up with a minute thirteen to go? I did. Yeah, or actually he didn't tie it. He gave Carolina the lead. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and they had Robbie Anderson, the kid, the kid that used to be the Jets. Off. Yeah, seventy-five yard touchdown pass from yep. Baker Mayfield in the fourth. That's what that team does. That, or that's what Robbie Anderson does though. If you guys are talking fantasy aspect, he's a big home runner, nothing guy. Yeah. That's Robbie Anderson. He's been like that way since he's coming to the league. Yeah, he is. Uh, Chargers just get by Vegas. Uh, I didn't watch any of that game. I didn't get a chance, but uh, I'm going to go back and see the highlights for that one. I want to touch on that. The Raiders, Raiders are still going to Raider. They suck. They stink. They're not a playoff team. Everybody's counting this team to win a division. They're not winning a division. Devontae didn't do bad. No, Devontae's great. Yeah, 10 for 141 and a touchdown. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that, you know, and um, you look at it, uh, Herbert's great. Uh, He's unbelievable. 26 for 34, 279. Um, you know, he threw three touchdown passes in the game. He's they're they're just a fun, fun team to watch. Like I said, Kansas City's just a, a train. Miami and New England. I'm always, I was interested to see what Miami's going to do because their coach is a guy that was with San Francisco. Yes. And, um, you know, Jalen Waddell's there. They have other guys. Um, Waddell actually scored a touchdown, a 42-yarder. But um, – they're going to win some games, but I think they're going to be close games. I don't think they're going to be a high-scoring team all year long. I don't know. They're they're a pretty good team. That Pats defense is no slouch. That Pats defense is no slouch. They kind of they kind of lit them up a little bit yesterday. They, Mac they, Jones kind of got hit. They too. they lit up. They lit up. What was it twenty to seven yesterday? Yeah. Okay. So okay, I know that you you stated this a few months back when they made touchdown celebrations a thing. Yeah. Do you like touchdown celebrations? For tell everybody. Do you like touchdown? You know what I don't like? I don't like when the Bears <laughs> like when Eddie Jackson has interception and returned the ball to the twenty. Right. And then all the guys go into the end zone and celebrate. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, like that. Either, right. I, and the touchdown celebrations, I'm fine with. Okay. I gave up on that. I gave up on – I used to be a guy that didn't like uh, guys bat flipping and all that stuff. Screw that. <laughs> bat flip all you want. I thought one of the best bat flips ever was Wilson Contreras. I can't remember who he hit the home run, but he flipped the bat. It had to go 25 feet in the air. I thought it was one of the best bat flips <laughs> I ever saw. Absolutely. Touchdown celebrations are fine. Okay. So you score a touchdown, you deserve to celebrate. My next question. Yeah. Who has the better touchdown celebration? Justin Jefferson doing that weird little thing he does in the end zone. Matt Jones did it last year in the Pro Bowl. Or is it the Jalen Waddle Waddle? The Waddle's pretty good. I mean, that's good. The Waddle's pretty that's good. That's so good. Yeah. It's so cheesy and so cheap. 
Yeah. But then everybody yesterday, he scores a touchdown, everybody's sitting there like this. Sure. Well, I don't, I'm like, I love it. That's right. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's totally. so simple. So he's not doing a big old grind no. spike, uh-huh. making a big old spectacle of it. Yeah. Just this hands out, yeah. hands flat, just waddle. Yeah. Fuck it. It's, it's great. The waddle's pretty good. Um, Justin Jefferson, I didn't see his celebration, but you know what? He's going to do a lot of it. Um, There's a reason why I took that man over Jonathan Taylor in fantasy football. This well, year. I didn't. He was caught every time I had a chance. I actually did tell um, Linda's daughter um, it was either Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson. I told her to take Cup. Oh, so for the first right. game, Cup scores goes over 100. I said, "Okay, you're good." And then Justin Jefferson goes off 39.40 points in standards PPR. Yes, yeah, I know. I know he was pretty unbelievable. He's pretty good, and uh, that brings us now to this, Fred. We we talked about a look of the games. Minnesota played Green Bay. Yeah, lit them up. Well, kind of, they lit them up. Lit them up. The two touchdowns. The two touchdowns. Green Jefferson. Bay didn't score in the first half, though. No, I know. Now, granted, that was a big miss by that wide receiver down the right line. Huge. One of the rookies. He was the second round pick. Come Watson, on, Christian Watson. You got to catch that ball. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it was daylight. Yeah. Nothing but oh, yeah, nothing. Of them. nothing. It was nothing but daylight behind him for ten years. As the ball's coming to him, his entire life, it's I wanted to be uh, I wanted to be an NFL player. I, I wanted to be that guy. First game in the NFL. I'm gonna the guy that's gonna catch a ball from Aaron Rodgers, a Hall of Famer, and score a touchdown for the Green Bay. Oh, I'm um, Aaron Rodgers' new number nothing because yeah. you're gonna be right in the street. I dropped the ball, <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers just says, "Oh God, another, oh, another year where I don't have anybody to throw to," and Lazard is out. And, um, and they're saying he's going to he might be coming back next week. Which yeah, he come back, which is a good comeback for them, not for the Bears. Not for the Bears. No. Another guy. I'm surprised that they haven't utilized this guy. A guy from was he Auburn or Clemson? I'd have to look it up. Um, they haven't used Amari Rogers. Okay. Last year he was on punt team. I do like Amari Rogers. This kid's, is is he on your little sheet there? Do you see anything that he did? He, did, he didn't have a catch. Yes. All right. This is a, this is a kid out there. I mean, this, um, here's my best Chris Collins one. Here's a guy here. All right. He could be a big thing. He could be Aaron Rodgers' new Randall Cobb if they put this kid in there. He did have a rush, apparently. Oh, no, that's Aaron. Okay. All right, like, he is one of those type of players. He is a good player. I want to say he's from Clemson. Okay. But I'm probably wrong. I'm probably wrong. But, I mean, he, he had a good college career. Young young guy. Short guy. Kind of fits like the Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson type mold. Six right. foot, six one. Yeah. But he does have hands. Obviously, the guy's on punt team. Yeah. He's on kick return team. Get him out there. Start start utilizing this youth with Aaron Rodgers, where he can get fixated on these guys because he's still there for a couple more years. Yeah, yeah. And you lost your number one weapon in Devontae Adams. I know, I know. There's a guy that I really like <laughs> on the Bears. Let's go back to the Bears really quickly. And I want to make sure I mention his name because um, you've got David Montgomery. Yes, but you also have Khalil Herbert. Yes, who is a completely different running back. Different, way different. You know, David Montgomery is a guy that's going to pound the ball and carry guys with him. Khalil Herbert is a guy that hits the hole and goes. And I think we saw that yesterday. Yes. We're going to see a lot more of it. Also, this kid, Ebner, that they drafted mm-hmm. from Baylor. Yes. He's a guy that can return kicks. I, I, I'm not a fan. And anybody that's ever listening to me on the radio knows, in the NFL, they're trying to get rid of kickoffs, basically. So, yeah. if you catch the ball at the goal line or in the end zone and you bring it out, you're an idiot. Okay. Next, you already put it. The, you They're giving you the twenty-five yard right. line. Okay. And yesterday, the Niners ran the ball out. And they ran it to the thirty. And guess what happened? Flag. Now, if you don't run the ball out, you can't get a flag for illegal right. block. 
So just kneeling down, letting the ball go, not touching it. Now, the Bears did it once or maybe twice yesterday, and they got to the 24, 23. Roughly said, close. What are you doing? Right. There's no reason, though. Time runs off the clock. There's a chance you can get hurt. There's a chance there could be a penalty. But Ebner's a kid that's returning some kick, kicks. Hopefully, whenever he does get one, he does the smart thing um, because the Lord knows um, Cordero Patterson, when he was here with the Bears, he did well, but he did not do the smart thing. I went through all of his kick returns, and basically he lost yards. He had a couple of nice ones. Right. But is it worth the gamble to start? The Bears started the whole was the first quarter, maybe into the second quarter. They were starting every drive at the 12-yard line yesterday. Yeah, it was okay. rough. It was you rough. Gotta start, if they started better field position, who knows what this offense can look like. I'm excited about the offense. I'm excited about the team. Excited about the Packers. Bears-Packers on tough. Sunday night. And I heard rain. Uh, they were talking today. Rain is in the forecast already the next Sunday already. But see, their turf is different. They got the hybrid. They, yeah, it's a hybrid where it's got the half turf, half grass. Yeah, it's, right. it's turf, and then grass grows in between it. Right. So it's actually a pretty good field, even when it's wet. It's not that bad. Right. Yeah. And that's so, you know that's what the Bears should have done. Sure. I mean, you're sure, sure, you would have no mess with this this BS out here with this Bermuda. Whatever the hell it is, Bermuda bluegrass or whatever it well, is. Well, it's funny because they said they weren't going to, um, they wouldn't put AstroTurf in here. But the Park District did say that they would put whatever the Bears team wanted right. in. So if Matt Eberflew said, listen, I want to have, I mean, hell, they played it in Indianapolis. Right. So he was on turf all the, all, time. all the time. So you would think that he would have been okay with turf and, you know, maybe it's harder to do. I don't know. Maybe it's more expensive. It doesn't matter. They're but moving. They're moving. They're, yeah, they're they moving. are. But then, what does the grass matter now when they're moving? But it could be. Years? Yeah, it could be even more than that. Hopefully, we're still I don't alive. Think so. I think they'll get it done quick. Yeah, we'll see. I, I think they'll get it we'll done quick. So, uh, you can make your prediction for the Bears on Wednesday. Okay. Okay. We'll be watching Wednesday night. Fat Mike's got his show, 7 o'clock on uh, Wednesday. He'll make his prediction. He'll talk a lot more Bears on Wednesday. Um He's always here, which is great. He puts this whole thing together. He is 1252. No. Um, but when we come back, I'm going to talk some beer. So Mike's going to go sit down. Before I go, what's your prediction? Years. What's your prediction? Because now we ain't going to see you. No, not until after it's that game. It's a week. It's a week away now. Right. It's a week not away until after now. that game. Not until after um, that game. Uh, I, I think the Bears are going to lose, but it's going to be a good game. 24-23. We'll go 24-23 Packers. I'm going to write that down now so I don't forget. 24-23. my heart. This is one of the games I've expected them to lose at Green Bay. Uh, I pray, I hope they win. I dislike the Packers, despite what my friend Jerry Klein says. Because we used to go, when the Packers played three games a season at County Stadium, right. we had tickets for all three games oh, nice. for like four years in a row. Oh, wow. And uh, it was great. Driving up to County Stadium, tailgating, a great time, watch the game, and it was fun. He goes, I'm a Plaza Packer fan. Uh, no, I am not. I'm not a Plaza Packer fan. I dislike the Packers quite a bit. Because they are the ones that I, I – you ask about touchdown celebrations, I hate the Lambo League. I hate the Lambo yeah, League, too. absolutely awful. Morning. Yeah, but, right. yeah, I think 24-23 Green Bay, I hope I'm wrong. You said the spread's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I, I looked at it today, it was 9.5. You you give me 9.5 in the Bears all day long. I right. hate that. And, and, uh, by the way, you can send out your, your, your Hubner hate mail. It's uh, 123 East 9th Street. Lockport, Illinois, 60441, unit H. What? What hate mail? For taking the Packers next week. Oh, that's okay. Again, 123 East 9th Street, unit H, Lockport, Illinois, 60441. Hubner hate mail. 
we're gonna have to do it. We're gonna have to do something like that. That's yeah, be funny. We, we can do that. <laughs> we come back. I'll have a little bit of beer and stuff, and then we'll get to you out of here and go watch some Monday Night Football game. We appreciate you all for tuning in as always, right here on Hubes Views and Brews. Thanks for having me, Mike. Hi, this is Kathy O'Connell at Coach's Corner, located at 8118 West 143rd Street in Orland Park. Our phone number is 708-364-1026. We are Orland Park's number one sports bar. Come in for our wonderful beer menu and seltzers with a fully stocked bar. Watch a game, drink a beer, and try something off our amazing menu. We have everything to choose from, nachos, potato skins, and our house-made bar chips to start off with. Then try our tacos, burgers, and one of our delicious sandwiches. And don't leave without trying our famous jumbo wings. They do not disappoint. Coach's Corner, it will sure to become your local bar. Again, we are located at 8118 West 143rd Street in Orland Park. Come see us today. football are you ready brother real football action on a glossy game surface play shuffle style slide a shuffle puck at pass or run targets and a free mobile app keeps track of every game detail easy to learn but this game of skill is difficult to master take care of the ball or turnovers will kill your drive the game is guaranteed to get your competitive fire burning and it's perfectly sized to take anywhere the park a barbecue, your next tailgate, or fun at home on game night. Fozzie football is simply the best, most realistic, and competitive game of football available anywhere. Add defense when your skill improves and take the game to the next level. The perfect mix of fast action and real football drama where a last-second Hail Mary can break hearts or make champions. Megaplex Sports Complex is a 78,000-square-foot center filled with hardwood and turf. They have baseball rentals with batting cages, softball, soccer, lacrosse, gymnastics, cheerleading, cornhole, basketball, volleyball, and pickleball. It also features a bar and grill with the best pizza and beef sandwiches around. They cater to events such as birthdays, graduations, corporate parties, as well as memorabilia shows. Check them out at Megaplex Sports Complex, 15301 South Bell Road in Homer Glen, 708-966-4210. Welcome back into Hubes Views and Brews. Uh, we've talked a lot of sports, a lot of bears. I have not talked White Sox. And by the way, a lot of people that are talking about Tony La Russa and a pacemaker, I'm going for, on Thursday, I'm going for a thing called an ablation, where they go up through your leg all the way into your heart, and they burn out some spots or freeze some spots so you don't go into AFib. And um, I'm not really concerned about it. I'll be concerned when they start putting me under, okay? But that's Thursday. But Tony LaRusso had a pacemaker put in, and a lot of people are saying, well, you know what? He probably shouldn't be working. He's got a pacemaker. Lots of people have pacemakers in. What a pacemaker does, and it's weird, pretty much what it sounds like. The pacemaker makes sure that your heart beats at a certain rhythm. 
as electrical stimulus that makes your beats in a certain rhythm. I don't think that he can't manage with a pacemaker in it. But a lot of White Sox fans don't want to see him manage because how good they were with Miguel Cairo. And they say, look, Tony La Russa came back, they lose the last game in Oakland. Had nothing to do with it, okay? Uh, the reason the White Sox won games is because they hit the crap out of the ball for three games in Oakland and for uh, two games in Seattle. They hit home runs. They got good pitching. Yesterday, Johnny Cueto sucked. He was brutal. First time we've been able to say that all year, um, and that's why they lost. They had tonight off. Then they got some – it's tough. They're two and a half out. The Indians won two games yet. I'm sorry, the Guardians. Kill me now, okay? The Guardians. They won two games. Um, they're going to be tough to catch, and there's no way the White Sox are going to be a wild card team. They've got to win the division. So we'll see if they can do it over the next – couple of weeks. Not going to be easy. See what happens. But we'll see if Tony La Russa comes back or not. Doesn't matter to me if he comes back or not. You want to come back? Fine. You don't want to come back? Fine. If the players, if the hitters don't hit, the pitchers don't pitch, Sox don't win. We've seen that. And Eloy Jimenez is hitting the crap out of the ball. He's getting at least one or two hits every game. He's, he's not going deep, but he's driving the ball to uh, right center field. That means he's right on. And uh, he had a great series in Oakland. Pretty good series in Seattle. And um, it's going to be fun the next couple of weeks. It's going to be fun or aggravating. We'll talk more about it next Monday after a Bears win, maybe. I don't know, against the Packers. But it is Hume's Views and Brews. I always want to talk about beer. I finished, I just finished the Miskatonic Oktoberfest Fest beer, okay? And it was uh, 16 ounces, 5.9 alcohol by volume. Very, very good, very tasty. I opened it at uh, 702 and finished it uh, what 740 something. And I've also had other ones. At Nick and Ivy, you can get the Lactoberfest. We're in Lockport, Oktoberfest, Lactoberfest. Very cool. Very good beer. A lot of people were drinking it yesterday when we were over at Nick and Ivy. And also a lot of people, including me and Mike, Mike was drinking his fat Mike Lager, and I was drinking the Hubner, which is a West Coast IPA. The fat Mike Lager is a lager. And Mike drank a lot of them. Actually, I think they had to replace it and put another keg on. But they're very good beers, and they're back on tap at Nick and Ivy. A lot of people ask me, when can I get the Hubner? Go to Nick and Ivy. You can pick up the Hubner. Hopefully, they'll be canning some more, and we'll get a chance to get some more there. Um, but other Oktoberfest beers, Skeleton Key has their Oktoberfest beer. This is an empty can because I drank it sitting at home. And it's a Marzen-style which is not exactly what the Miskatonic was. Miskatonic is more of a fest beer. The Marzen style is the darker caramel-like colored beer. The Bubble House over in Lyle, great place. Uh, John Miller, we had him on the show last year. They have an Oktoberfest Marzen style beer. Okay, it's called Get Your Festion. And it sounds really weird anytime me, a 65-year-old white guy, says that. But that's the name of the beer. Get Your Festion, okay? So I drank the other one. This is from Pollyanna. Pollyanna is in Lockport. And one of the, in the area, Pollyanna has been around longer than a lot of the other breweries. Longer than Skeleton Key and Miskatonic and all these other breweries. It's in Lockport. They also have other locations. Lamont, right? Or in Lamont, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm glad he corrected me. See what that one does? Uh, it's in Lamont, uh, not Lockport. I'm in Lockport. Um, but they have a Fruhoff Oktoberfest Lager. Now, this is going to be a little bit different because, again, it's not a Marzen style, or at least it doesn't say it. It says on the back here, built in 1871, the current La Dolce Vita, which is a great restaurant in Lamont, 
uh, once the home of Charles Fruhoff's store. Uh, Charles was a German-born immigrant, born or built his storefront out of Lamont limestone, and his general store was a Lamont staple throughout. I'm reading the back of this for those who don't know, can't see me. A staple throughout the late 1800s. Uh, they grew this Oktoberfest in homage to him, the beautiful building that still stands to this day, clean, malty, and just right off this Marzen style, so it is, Marzen style lager to be consumed with your finest lederhosen or, drind or drindle, a drindle, um, while eating giant pretzels in an endless beer garden. And coming up really soon, if you're in the Lockport area, there's the uh, Taste of Lockport coming up on the 24th of uh, September. So looking forward to that. So let's open this as we wrap up the show and see how good this one's going to be. The Fruhoff from Pollyanna. You get a chance, there's a lot of them. Oh, you see how this is a dark caramely colored beer. This is going to be really, really good. Um, if you're going to have a chance, go to Orange and Brew over in Downers Grove. Downtown Downers, talk to Eric. And um, they've got, I didn't have one on tap, but that's where I bought the Miskatonic. That's where I bought the Pollyanna. I bought a couple more I have at home. And they have at least 12 Oktoberfest beers that you can pick up at uh, Orange and & Brew. And the nice part about Orange & Brew, you can pick up one of these and one of these and one of those and put them in a four-pack. You don't have to buy a whole four-pack of this, a four-pack of that. And it's very nice. You get a chance to sample and try a lot of different beers. Eric Schmidt over at uh, Orange & Brew does a great, great job. We've had him on the uh, podcast a couple times. So as we wrap this up, congrats to the Bears. They get a win, 19-10 over my 49ers. The Niners are going to be okay. They got the Seahawks next week. They're not going to switch to Jimmy Garoppolo, even though a lot of Niner fans are yelling about it. Uh, I was going to say shouting. Yelling about it in San Francisco. There's no doubt they're going to stick with uh, Trey Lance, who's their, their third pick overall. As I enjoy this, we've got uh, White Sox baseball. we got, oh, get that helmet off of me. That was the hardest part was getting the helmet off. Getting it on was okay. I had to keep on putting it up there. It's I know. Getting it off almost <laughs> tore my ears off. But anyway, we've got Bears and the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay, Lambeau Field, coming up next Sunday. Mike will talk a lot more about it on Wednesday, the Fat Mike Sports Show. Uh, don't miss it right here on 1252. Don't forget, if you miss anything, you can go to Spotify, YouTube, check them all out, Twitch. We're all over the place. You can go to our Facebook pages. I'm going to enjoy this Fruhoff Oktoberfest Lager from Pollyanna as we let you guys go. Thanks a lot for tuning on in. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week, hopefully, talking about a 2-0 Chicago Bears season. Thanks. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to 1252 Sports Chicago.